step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys and gals, thanks for coming to our show. Here's some things we want you to know. Attention, Meltcasters. Mention Meltcast inside Meltdown Comics and any variant cover is reduced to $5. Follow through with this exclusive deal today. For those of you looking to join Loot Crate, we have a special promo code for this our very podcast. If you go to lootcrate.com backslash meltcast, use the promo code meltcast3, and that will get you the promotion that is most current for Loot Crate. Check it out, lootcrate.com. everyone and welcome to Meltcast 3.0. My name is Derek Vandermillen and joining me as always is Mr. Aristotle Acevedo. Vedo, 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 Avocado. Aristacos. On the internet, look him up. I am also I am underscore DVDM. I really want to change it. I was going to wait. I was going to say, wait, isn't it? I And then yes, really, you did at, say I am. At I am <laughs> underscore DVDM. I, I want to change it. But I, it's too late. It's kind of like it's there. It's too much to Man. change. It's it's not a pun. You? It's like a middle schooler, and I was like, "There's too many letters in my name." That's that's it. Well, there's just too many in my full name. That's what that was. What Ari's tacos came yeah. came in from. Yeah, I just I just started it at an age where it was like, mm, it wasn't clever mm. like that. Um, well, quite a bit happened over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, in terms of gaming, Ga- well, it is E3. But yes. before we get to that, just want to say congrats to Austin James, who did meet his goal. He exceeded his goal, mm-hmm. and he did a, a awesome XSN Kickstarter live stream that was uh, just great to watch. Taking shots and drawing people. A lot of people suggested weird baby stuff, mm-hmm. and so I kind of joined in on that. And you indulged, and I you made a, a request yourself. What was I it? I made a request for Godzilla fighting a giant baby. And have you taken a picture of it yet? I, or have I you did asked not. Austin, if you I, can put it up, I will ask. But okay, it, it'll be there somewhere. <laughs> I'll ask for um, permission. But he he reached his goal. That's great. So. That's fantastic news. Uh, he was going to do that, um, I'm sure, with or without Melcast, but it's definitely mm. nice for us to help people yeah. meet their goal when they're still very close. Yes. Um, yeah, it, it, I, I think we should put that photo up, because the second that you told, or that picture up, that drawing, that art mm. of his up, because the second you told me, I was like instantly <laughs> wanted to see what it looked like. I, uh, I also want another... Uh, because he was taking shots and doing yeah. sketches of people's suggestions, and I won the sketch before he started on my suggested sketch, which was like a Iron Giant baby and uh, uh, RoboCop eating a sandwich and another creature that I'm not, I can't quite put my finger on, but the offspring cool. of both of those, Iron Giant baby I've, and RoboCop. I have no idea eating it a sandwich. Be. Was it a very casual RoboCop eating a sandwich? Cat like in like, his shirt it, or just like a, he, I mean, it looked like RoboCop okay. eating a sandwich. But I just it just makes me think of Avengers post credit scene where they're all just kind of eating after yeah. a massive battle. You Similar, could say that. okay. Yeah. Um, you knew more about E3 than I, and we did kind of a crash course it, in what had happened because I watched it like a compilation of all of the cringe worthy moments 
because it's a very interesting i i the hosts for the multiple many multitude of hosts because there's so many different rooms that they cut in and out of mm-hmm. there was like technical difficulties that would happen and so that some some were kind of like oh uh, are we going to cut away at any point what are we doing <laughs> we're waiting for the uh technical difficulties to get over with there was one dude that just stared into the camera and waited till they cut away and it's probably like 40 I, to 50 seconds of just him not folding. I love watching that when it happens oh, on the news. Yeah. Because it's, it's so yep. funny. It, it is At what pretty cringy. Break? Um, um, but no, th- this guy that I'm thinking of never broke. And they were just like, oh, uh, all right, we should probably just cut away <laughs> at some point. So that was more of what I was indulging myself. Um, but you mentioned that we get some VR yeah. pretty soon. What were the... Two games? I didn't hear more than two, I don't uh, think. The, well, first off, it's E3, big thing. It's been my dream for a long time to go since I was a wee boy. I've lived <laughs> here all my life. Every year it's on the news. Since you were a wee boy, that was uh, two months ago? Yes. That you graduated two months from ago wee boy? From wee boy, yeah. Now I'm just a boy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's always on the news, and I've always known it's like right there within my grasp, but so unattainable. Um. You just need to cozy up with Justin, the yeah, CEO Justin, of XSN. Man. He went and he and he, and he <laughs> said on Facebook the obligatory "I'm at E3" photo. Yeah, like he was, like he was so pained, it's, and he was there I have for to business. Go to this E3. Um, Damn. but what? Damn. So, what were some of the uh, impressive things that you saw? Uh, just being a big, bigger PlayStation guy than I am Xbox, I'll admit to like not knowing as Same. much about the what happened with Xbox. But yeah. PlayStation announced. PlayStation VR, which mm-hmm. is their VR headset, and they announced some cool exclusive games just for their VR. First, uh, the first one that they kicked off was with, uh, I think Resident Evil Seven is the number, yeah. which uh, was horrifying looking. They said that you can; it's first person. You can play the game like a regular game, but if you buy the VR, right. the whole game is VR. Is playable through the VR, That's which is crazy. pretty it, huge. So, so the regular version is first person. Yeah, like because, the game is the same either way, but right. one is far because more we've gotten involved. the third person over the shoulder view. Yeah. for a number of those. So now they're you going to. That's a good. I'm assuming that the the regular version is first person. Oh, I could okay. be wrong. Oh, okay. But I would assume that it, they would just be the same game. Yeah, because it would almost be like a completely... You'd have to reformat so much if yeah. you didn't. Um, well, great. I love Resident Evil games. A um, little more on the, like, one through four side mm. than the than the other ones. Um, five and six, I didn't, I didn't indulge, but mm. I'm excited to see what seven could bring. I, I wish they would go... I wish I could get... A happy medium of, of of like Walking Dead slash Dawn of the Dead, and Resident Evil. I wish they would they would take more of that because I at first I liked all the like weird like also like some sometimes things would just sprout out of their hands or their heads and things like that and that mm-hmm. feel that feels very Resident Evil. I'm sure that's why a lot of people like it. But there was um, Resident Evil Three had. Just more of a like urban contained, just like walkers coming at you. Mm. Feel that I would like them to kind of get back. Just the like the fear that I'm gonna get like bit by one of them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Versus the like I'm gonna get crazy stabbed through the gut or yeah. something like that. Oh man, those games are. Resident Evil 4 I played over and over and over. I never and got to play it, over. but I wanted to play that one so bad. It's, it's so good and so. Now we're getting Resident Evil Seven mm-hmm. to be celebrated. Uh, did um, Hideo Kojima? Did he announce that? No, he he announced uh, Hideo Kojima is yeah. back with Sony. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he it, got a very warm reception. Yeah, he did. Uh, he had to, I don't know the full details of his falling out, but after the last Metal Gear game, they separated, and it was a whole thing. Yeah. Now he's back with his new game, Death Stranding? Yes, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, which uh, in that usual Hideo Kojima kind of way, it looks very strange, but I'm sure it's going to be great. 
The trailer we watched, <laughs> I, I watched at least b- right before we started this podcast. Very interesting trailer. Yeah, I've got Nor- a- Norman Reedus naked. Naked. Oh yeah, that's that's something you realize right away. Yeah, holding He's a baby. Naked. Yeah, uh, questionably like tethered to the baby too. Yeah, because it had this weird umbilical, and he had no belly button, um, or had a belly button and was cut open, and scarring happened over. But mm. there's like a cross scar right where the right where the belly button is, and there's this. Leading up to when you realize it's him, there's hands on the ground, and then hands all over him. Yeah. And then he's crying that a baby's next to him. Then the baby's gone suddenly, and then it's mm. tiny hands walking away from him. Mm. And these... But I would presume that it's the baby's doing a handstand. Yeah. I Why mean, is it just hands? <laughs> I don't know. There's no, but... like, dragging of knees. Exactly. There's no, I'm up on my tiptoes on all fours. It's just that he goes from holding the baby to the baby doing handstands, walking away. Invisible handstands. Yes. And whether or not there was an adult presence before, because there was also an adult doing handstands on their way to Norman Reedus. But the transfer of energy sent the baby doing handstands. And then when we um, uh, pull out on the shot and widen, we see dead fish... On a oh, shoreline. Yeah. Um, so questionably in environmental uh, message, maybe. Because it seemed like there was a lot of oil, too. Instead of blood being on his hands, it looked like oil on his hands. And then five mysterious, I'm assuming, floating humanoid figures. Yeah, that's what that looked like. And it was, yeah, it made me feel like it was like, Kingdom Hearts 2, and we were looking at, like, was, five members of the syndicate. That was something, uh, oh, that, that's something that I was expecting to see, that oh, we Kingdom did Hearts not. Oh, 3? 3, yeah, nothing on that. I, I, I think I'm just forever jaded, not jaded, mm. but just forever not holding my breath. Yeah, because, I mean, they announced it at last year's E3 again, yeah, saying, yeah. oh, it's which, gonna happen. Which, but, honestly, take your time. I don't care. Sure. Make it but fucking brilliant. That, um, that being said, yes. another game that has been eternally delayed now has a release date that will hopefully not be delayed again uh the last guardian from uh, the same creators of ico and uh shadow of colossus yes have been working on uh the last guardian for seven years <laughs> seven years they've been saying it's coming out and now it's coming out october 25th i believe okay is what they're of saying this year of this year did they have anything to show for it? Uh, they had gameplay okay. footage that, but I mean, they've. I feel like they've always had gameplay footage. It's yeah. just a matter of finishing the goddamn game. Does it look like a uh, Shadows of Colossus and or I Go Eco? Yes, and I have to admit, I was a little. I'm gonna play the shit out of it when it comes out, but. It it looked like they hadn't updated the graphics. Like I've ah. seen the full potential of a PlayStation fucking four, four video yeah. game, and this did. It's a little more stylized, so I I can see where that probably is. But it yeah. also looked like ah, come on, you can you can push a little harder on this. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting now. I don't know how it's always been. I guess because I've never had the thought to like compare it. But that if you have a four K TV. Mm. You can see the difference, like yeah. really, really well. Which almost you can't even do with films. You can't do, you know what I mean with with other things. So, sometimes you you can, I guess. But like, it's just interesting that a gaming console is what sort of unlocks like yeah. immediately the full potential of like a of that's, a TV. That's where the money's at. Yeah, because we're not <laughs> like we're forever going to seemingly so be able to develop TV screens. Faster than whatever could stream, mm. uh, seemingly. Um, okay, so we have that, and then we talked about, briefly about the VR. But yes, they so Resident Evil Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, two. I don't remember if what else they said would be VR, but the two big fucking like holy shit. Okay, this seems worth the four hundred dollar cost of the PlayStation VR. Yeah, maybe is. Batman Arkham VR, where you will put on the cowl and be Batman. 
Uh, and I I had assumed that it was just going to be like a DLC kind of level mission kind of thing, but from yeah. from the video we watched over at Nerdist, mm-hmm. it's going to be a game. Yeah. Like a a, sh- a short game, but a game nonetheless, which is uh, super cool. Uh, super, yeah. I wouldn't it be cool if at some point down the road they train you how to fight like Batman? That's the the other thing that they mentioned in this video is that you would be using PlayStation Move controllers, yeah. mm-hmm. which I I. I I had assumed that it was going to be regular controller with the VR, yeah. But it's so much like I can definitely see that happening if you're using the move controllers because now you Which, get full body. Can, can you just stuff. imagine if you're going through a training simulation and let's just say it's as cool as you would imagine, mm. which is it basically teaching you through levels how to like disarm people if they ever come at you this way. Mm. Which would be amazing. But imagine if, like, you're just at home in your household and, like, little brother or little sister is there and you just knock them out Punch, cold. Yeah. I foresee that uh, being a compilation in the future YouTube section. Mm. Um, the other, the other, uh, VR, this VR is incredible, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Uh, the thing that I know that does take you out a little bit that I'm confused by on the PlayStation Move controller is the movement. Of your character, which reminded me of another PlayStation VR game, is we're getting uh, a VR Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, and from the trailer, it looked like you don't move. You aim at something and you teleport, and then you like you teleport around opposed to walking around, huh. which I didn't quite That gets like. around the, like, walking. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, uh, man, I wonder if, you, you know, because you've seen the, like, walking in space, like, sort of... Um, Circular, you can actually oh, yes, simulate yes. walking. Another like device that. that is that that's probably for... going to be costly. But what if oh, they I'm just sure. did like a what if they did like a low cost like like a, like um, a treadmill? No, like a or yeah, like a DDR or something like that. You know, yeah. just that could be it. Bring back DDR, and we got a Star Wars VR as well. Yes, we did. The thing that. Again, made me more excited about that was it's a, I believe it's one mission, mm-hmm. and if you own Star Wars Battlefront on PlayStation Four, you buy PlayStation VR and the mission is free. Like you don't, it's it, you don't pay anything other than the VR. Yeah, four hundred dollars again, uh, but it's free. Cool. When it comes out in October, and it's an X-wing mission, and so like the trailer to this was. Um, I forgot the name of the ship. I know it's something runner uh, at the beginning of A New Hope that Princess Leia's on. Oh, yeah, like the Rebel Runner? Rebel, yeah. Yeah. You're in the X-Wing, and you can see it. Like, you're flying underneath it, and you look up at it, and then you kind of turn away, and you see some X-Wing. Not X-Wing. God damn it. TIE Fighters in the distance. I don't know. It, it's very exciting. The But, again, I know I'm going to have to hold that controller. But yeah. But still, to be able to look around and be in that space do you know if the um headset is wireless have you seen i believe so okay because i don't know if it was just the setup that i was using but there's a really cool space um known as drone box labs that i record out of uh for my uh, uh web series that i do um and one of the brothers that owns the space he has a vr setup that's tethered that has mm. like a has it's the HTC Vive and it's oh. it's really impressive. It's yeah. what they had here for our Dungeons and Dragons event that we just threw the big party D and D party, um, and that has like a tether in the back, mm. sort of like being jacked into the Matrix. That's and exactly what it, uh, that and Weapon X. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And I I feel like as long as the tether is there, mm-hmm. it's gonna feel just really weird. Like a, a weight kind of pulling on the back. Yeah, the and y- yeah, and you really can't like spin around quickly or do. I'm assuming that there isn't just because the controllers don't aren't tethered. Yeah, but I mean, they ha- I haven't seen a picture of somebody wearing yeah. PlayStation VR yet. Okay. <sighs> so Man. excited. Uh, yeah that that was probably I always keep kind of like a periphery like ear to the ground for. Uh, gaming because I'm just more much more into like watching film mm. or reading um, 
in this venture in my life, um, even though I still am playing the shit out of my Walking Dead app game, uh, still playing that uh, gratuitously, like <laughs> too much. Um, uh, but yeah, this was an exciting year to sort of make me be like, well, could I get back into... Gaming? Oh well, that could I get can I get a PS4 they, finally? They did announce it wasn't at E3. They announced it beforehand that they mm. would. I think I ah, fuck. It's called like the PlayStation 4 S. Yeah, and the Xbox One S or one of the, yeah. Xbox One is definitely S. The PlayStation is another one. Yeah, but uh, just slimmer, slightly faster versions. Yeah. Of was there a price drop? Do you know? I know there was, but I don't. On the, old, on the up. older ones. Oh, probably, I don't know. Probably. If the newer ones I'd assume are so. just being on announced. Their way. Yeah. Cool. Well, um, what what else about the Star Wars? It was just like a There's unlockable mission? A free mission. Uh, Star Wars movie rumors, I've heard. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about some of the um, ones for like Rogue One. The r- rumor, po- that I, I haven't looked much more into it than the one article that broke my heart a little bit, uh, was that they're doing reshoots for Rogue One with a different director. Oof. Then Ryan Johnson? Then, uh, uh, oh, for, oh, no, for Ryan uh, Johnson's Gareth doing, Edwards. Yeah, Gareth Edwards, that's right. Uh, I The rumor being is that the movie's too Gareth dark Edwards. for them, which is... Too dark. I was like, What? Really? Because I would have thought that's exactly what they were. That's what promising. we'd want. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so it's and that uh, I don't think it happened anytime recently. But but just it, uh, the, that and the fact that he's not doing the next Godzilla is a little heartbreaking. Yeah, because he, you know, he's. I think he's talented. Mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I I don't know what it is. Maybe the. Um, Suits just get twitchy about his stuff. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I saw upwards of like 50% of what they've already shot would need to be reshot. Which, so that's for Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Which that's comes out coming this year. out. Yeah, this year. <sighs> uh, I wonder if they'll go for the march. Uh, I wonder if they'll pull a uh, Batman vs Superman and go march instead of mm. commit to December. Who knows? But I do know that there's some other Star Wars stuff yes. in our future. So go ahead and discuss. My first pick of the week is Star Wars Han Solo number one. Uh, I've said it before on the podcast, and I'm not like I'm not super into the current run of the comics I'm not that I think that they're not great because I hear that they're great of just I don't know none of them have quite attracted me mm. as much as this one did where it was more like okay I kind of have to read this yeah I've got the tattoo I have to read it and it's it's true to Han Solo yeah so far it's one issue but they wrote him well they did they wrote him well yeah He's one of the ones that you, I don't know, all of, I mean, except for Chewbacca, um, they, you have to get the, like, dialogue right. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, there there are also times where, like, uh, there was one time in here that I, reading this, that I can remember, uh, where they'll, like, say something that they said in one of the movies, and that's like, well, yeah, you got the dialogue right, but I mean, all right, you don't have to fucking, you don't have to throw me that. Yeah, um, they were definitely setting up for another um, uh, Han and Leia kiss moment. Yes, and then... Because uh, she com- she comes to him, um, I guess she doesn't directly come to him at first mm-hmm. and say we need to recruit your ship, but not recruit you. Yeah, we just need your ship. Can we borrow your ship? And she sends two people that I'm presuming basically were going to be the ones to commandeer the ship and... Um, but they don't really show it. It could have very well been her intention from the beginning to pique his interest and make him go. And he wasn't going to say, sure, if she asked. So instead say, we need your ship, but we don't need you. Mm -hmm. Kind of a blow to the ego to get him to commit to this. Because there is a part of the 
mission that he's going to be on, he doesn't even necessarily know. Like, he's yeah. It's it it's just that he needs to do a series of pickups, right? Uh yes, uh so under the guise of a of, of, a, of a race. Yes, of a, a big very space big spectacle. Race. Yeah. Uh Leia tells Han that they've got their little moles in the empire, but that they also have a mole, so they need somebody outside of the rebellion to do this big extreme expensive giant race mm-hmm. uh where they make three stops on a planet and on each planet he has to pick up information from their moles in the empire. Yeah. So, it is I thought it was a really engaging premise mm-hmm. um with this concept of the race uh and we get a sort of it's a it, what's what's funny is this feels like this feels a little bit like the excitement that was around pod racing. But everyone likes to like turn their nose yeah. up at the concept of no. pod racing. It's no secret that I love pod racing. Yeah. Pod racing's great. Um love the video game. Love the N sixty four video yeah. game. Yeah. Um Boss Nass, I think, was my favorite. He was really good. Uh, he he could he like had top speed that was like insane. Possibly. I don't think he had the best handling, but mm. I was pretty good handling. I always do. I forgot his name, but he he kind of looked like a gorilla. Okay. His pod racer was green. Shit, I don't remember his name. It's okay. But we'll be able to look it up later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then uh, where the issue leaves off for issue number one of Han Solo mm. after they come out of light speed is some kind of attack. Yeah, that we don't know about. Yeah. Um, but they were attacking the racers he was racing against. Which, it was funny because I was sort of like, before I turned the pages and saw how they did it, I was like, wouldn't that be just cheating uh, doing light speed? Yeah. That's... It, it, or not <laughs> cheating, but just like a boring race if it's yeah. just... Looking light speed who, the Who has fastest? the best like, light, light speed engine, best warp drive? Yeah. Um, cause I have to imagine that like a portion of the race would be like light speed up until this asteroid point where mm. it's like impossible to, to maneuver. Yeah. It's a light or... speed through. So then you would have to maneuver through mm. that. That sounds more exciting to me, but yes, I would agree with you that some of the star Wars styles have not really grabbed my attention or feel necessarily all that needed, mm. but this is definitely one that I was engaged by and I wonder if it was just because they were like, let's wait on Han Solo after Force Awakens. Let's yeah. see. And then I'm also not entirely clear on when this is occurring. Because it's definitely after A New Hope, but yes. I'm not sure where it is with the other two movies. I th- think... I mean, it's definitely not after... Return uh, of the Jedi. Yeah, because there's still an Empire... Yes. You know, I'm also... Wait, are they... Well, they have the circular dish. Mm. Still. Oh, well, yeah. Well, so that and also... Definitely okay, yeah, has to be. on Hoth. So, I don't know. It sure seems like it's after A New Hope. Yeah. Um, Definitely. But, yeah, I want to see... I would like this book to turn into, like, filling me in on all that went wrong mm-hmm. with Ben slash Kylo Ren. Ben! Ben! Um, I'm sure we'll get that. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. So, that was your first pick of the week. My first pick of the week was The Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. And Mm. this was, uh, this was, this is essentially a prequel to The Dark Knight Returns. It is a prequel. It's, It's set in that world. And yet, it manages, it manages to tie itself into another famous uh, Bat book, which is Death in the Family. And I don't think that's too spoilery, mm. um, because once Didn't... you realize the territory they're going to, the conclusion isn't really surprising. Wait, who wrote A Death in the Family? It wasn't Frank Miller, was no, it? No, it wasn't. So mm. that's why it's like it's interesting to see the same aesthetic... Um, also, and and borrow that plot point. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting that he would go to somebody else's work when he seems to usually just stay contained in his. Yes, opinion. or it wouldn't necessarily have to be his decision to do that. That's true. Um, but 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 make an understanding, you know, see it through his lens. Just like them give that pop, them say early on, like, "Hey, we want it to connect to Red Hood." Um, so if you remember Dark Knight Returns from the very beginning. He's an older man. So this is taking it back to when um, he's he's not a young man, but he's maybe at the first point in his life where he thinks, like, can I do this forever? Like, what should I be training somebody to, like, take over in my stead? Um, He's starting to feel old. Yeah, it's, it's starting to be that way. And what's interesting is I think... I don't know if, like, this is what this, the the conclusion of this book is what brings the, like, grizzled nature out into later what would become Dark Knight Returns and the just very cynical, like, just tough, like, Clint Eastwood-like um, Batman. But this is, like, a much more conflicted Batman because what he's starting to see is that he has been training Jason to just be very cruel and very and and like whatever you need to do to get the job done do it because you're a small boy mm-hmm. fighting crime with me and um in classic Miller Batverse uh fashion we have the um pundits the news media weighing in saying uh, you know, is this child endangerment what Batman's doing, having a, a, a sidekick? And uh, I love the art. I love the storytelling, um, which this is Ramita Jr. doing the, the majority of the art, and I'm sure um, Miller jumped in. Um, Did he? Yeah, well, Cause, uh, yeah, he's doing the story with Brian Azzarello, and then the pencils are by John Ramita Jr. He also did the cover. Um and then the, uh, uh, Frank Miller did the variant covers, oh. along with Jim Lee um, teaming up with Alex Sinclair, and then Lee um, Bermejo and Bill Sinkevich, which we've had, who we've had in the store. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, uh, to be honest, I loved this book, and it's like contained; it's its mm-hmm. own thing. I could see them easily putting out maybe another one that's also like its own contained thing. Um, but it, I enjoyed this more than I have enjoyed the Dark Knight three, and I've been enjoying the Dark Knight three. So that's, that's good to hear. Yeah, I was a little skeptical of it. No, no, no. It's really good. It's like it is in a way kind of a slow burn, but it's the it's it, it almost promises that in a way. It it's it's a it's thick compared to regular issues but it's yeah. you know it's it's like it's, it's not even an issue it's a very small trade yeah it's a skinny trade basically and um i i just liked seeing that wear on batman how uh brutal he, the teachings he gave to jason mm-hmm. were and him start to regret that and think the damage is done i'm at a point of no return i can't tell him to relent more and then right when he starts to get a little stern more stern than he's ever been in terms of like i need you to listen to me and 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 stop being uh you know headstrong about it that's uh the same night that robin decides that he's gonna go try and take on the joker himself um (laughs) the joker's very He's like so passive in this. He's not involved. He's he narrates every once in a while, but he just sits back and he doesn't even really. The way that they depicted the moment between him and Jason is is he's sitting back while his own cronies do the dirty work. So um, it's it's really good. Check it out. Um, really good tone, good writing, um, and an interesting blend of plot points and aesthetics that we've seen but never quite together mm-hmm. next pick uh, of the week that's Gareth Edwards there he's, we go he's my he's the tie my other pick is uh, it's it's a it's a reprinting of some older stuff but it's the Godzilla Treasury Edition 
Ooh. Oh my god. It's uh, a book made for Aristotle. It is because it's James Tacoe's Godzilla work in a book that is I want to say say that's 2 3 inches larger than a normal issue. Yeah. Just enhanced by like yeah. 1.75. It's a much larger comic that reprints uh Godzilla oh, yeah. Half Century War. Some of his like tryout pages, sample pages, and then Godzilla in Hell number one. But the the main thing here is that it's a much larger printing, so you get to see like the full goddamn detail of this <laughs> goddamn magician. This is a happy man in front of me right now. Like, he, I mean, he, I feel like everybody loves you. Gotta love Stucco, yeah, because he's a goddamn magician. He grabs. Uh, your attention straight away. My my question with this is, because it's still really sharp detail, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't say anything's lost, but I'm curious. Do you if think it's he, just like a blown up version of what? It was no, no. Like, I was actually oh. gonna argue. Do you think he does artwork this size, and then they shrink it down? Oh and, yeah, and that's what that's what makes the hyper detail like CRISPR. Uh, I mean, I think he 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 has to draw on large paper yeah. but i mean that's still like i'm i'm opened up to one of these fucking massive insanely detailed pa- pages yeah it's uh two pages cuz i wouldn't say any Oof. quality is lost Mm-mm. so yeah i cuz and another thing is i don't know enough about his art process to know if he what he does digital and what he doesn't do uh, i would assume colors digital I, yeah i believe colors are digital but uh it's it's not it's more of a look at his art more than like an introduction to the yeah. Godzilla books. Yeah. It's just like, hey, we know you love this guy. Yeah. Here's here's a bigger version here's of his Here's a size to actually <laughs> appreciate it even more. Yeah. You yeah. can't afford to buy his pages. Here, here's a bigger version a of the book. A book of the pages. He's got his pages online and I look at them every so often and I think, God damn. Do you have a Mondo poster with him? They made one, right, of Stucco. Not that no? I know. For Godzilla? Really? Oh, I thought Mm-mm. they had. Hmm. Then there was, maybe there just was a, I swear I remember talk, you talking about a Mondo Godzilla poster that you wanted. They have a few Godzilla posters, but I don't know if they ever did a Stucco one. Because any time Mondo's brought up, Around me, it's usually by you, and it's yeah. usually you saying, I, "I want this." I mean, I still love their stuff, but I've cut down a little. Yeah, I like. It I imagine you. So do you have any wall space? Oh, I have lots of wall space because I can't afford to buy frames. Like uh, all the money is in the art, so I've just got these boxes and like small stacks of art. Yeah, with no frames. I know that there was somebody that came in that did. Uh, XSN segment um, actually set up um, like just in the store talking about their product, uh, which is frameless and it's meant to hang comic books with no frame. Hmm. It's it's basically like a uh, a slip cover that has an attachment so that it can go on the wall and stay securely. But does on the it wall. still have like I guess a, a does it look like? It's a comic book hanging on your wall, or is there like a border around it? There's not nothing ornate, but it it um, it's not like a hard case sticking out of the wall. It's meant to kind of very flatly hang on the wall. So, hmm. so uh, yeah, check them out. They're called Frameless. If you need to hang any do. of those, um, and uh, yeah, I wonder if they would do poster sizes because that would mm. be really great. Yeah, um, cool. All right, so that's Godzilla. I had a number of other picks since we did one DC title with Dark Knight Returns, The Last Crusade. I'll talk about the, about the other ones that came out for this rebirth renaissance uh, very quickly that I enjoyed. Um, we were talking about one Robin being trained by Batman in Dark Knight Returns, Last Crusade. There's also another Robin that is uh, being trained in Justice League number 51. Now, if you are like a number of people who ask me uh, what's going on in terms of continuity, if you're wondering what a Superman would be doing in uh, Justice League 51, knowing that Earth-Zero Superman uh, has died, 
Um, I wondered the same thing of why he's still in here. I do, I think this is my guess is they're going to fifty two and going to be done, but they're um, this Superman has uh, is is probably just been informed. So I think this is still taking place before the events um, of of uh, Dark Side War. Um, but this is Robin of the New Fifty Two, Red Robin. Um, being prepared to take on a role within the Justice League. And because the Justice League has never been introduced to Robin before, they know of Nightwing from Forever Evil, because uh, Nightwing was on the chopping block. Um, Batman's basically saying, I'm training him to basically take my place within the Justice League, because I don't know what Batman's thinking. He I, He probably has to go like, hunt down who is leaving the, you know, who from his end, because we obviously know who's leaving the comedian's button in the Batcave. Um, so so Robin, um, they're wondering what he's going to bring to the fold. And uh, Batman, or um, Flash and Green Lantern uh, say, well, you should probably do this, you should do that. And then they're like, what do you think we should do? And Robin assesses in a very, like, detective manner, like, well, we have three smoking guns, basically, and we need to do this, 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 and this. And they're like, holy crap. And they get, like, (laughs) right on it. Um, So that was pretty cool to see. He was nervous uh, about being in the Justice League um, and uh, pretty much earns his spot. Right. And then is like, oh, my gosh, that was such (laughs) an adventure. And then Green Lantern's like, "Uh, that was just Tuesday. We will uh, be seeing much more this week. Um, so that was a really, really fun uh, book. Still love the art. Jeff Johns is not the writer. Um, that was Abnet. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's still a really good book and feels very much a part of the New 52 Justice League canon. Um, Green Lanterns came out, uh, issue number one, and this is setting up for what will be a uh, very Red Lanterns heavy um, Real quick. sort of nemesis. Yes. Uh, is this a one shot or is this ongoing? One shots happened previously. Yeah, now this will become the ongoing. I was here the other day and somebody was asking about that and I wasn't sure. And Holly was also, she knew, but it was difficult to explain that like there was the one shot Green Lanterns. Yeah. And now there's number one Green Lanterns that is ongoing. Uh, a part of the rebirth. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they an, uh, there was a number of them that got their one shot, and now they're going to be taking off. Um, so Green Lanterns I enjoyed. There was uh, They're setting up for the Red Lanterns to be a very big presence. And also, yet again, um, there is a mysterious figure that's watching... That's referring to the Justice League, actually, as the Bright Ones. Um, And knowing that they all had the power of gods at one point. And we might be setting up for another scenario that is similar to Blackest Night. um, In that uh, all of the Lanterns are probably going to have to gear up. There's that weird moment where Simon Baz... um, all of a sudden sees things that he's not sure if he's seeing the future or if he's seeing some false future because the Red Lanterns have this weird, like, thing where they think they they either think they're seeing into the, the future or there's, like, these premonitions of, like, what could happen. And Simon uh, goes through that himself. There's a shot of him bleeding... Um, on the gl- on the ground, there's a shot of what looks like one of the um, um, one of the basically makers of rings saying it's the most powerful ring I've ever created. Um, there's this like hellish looking beast that's just eyes and teeth. Uh, his brother is shown to be having a, a red lantern ring, and Jessica Cruz is screaming that she needs help. And when you turn the page. It's actually her saying she needs help from like this almost uh, crossed level of <laughs> of just people in a grocery store with glowing red eyes coming 
I wouldn't say cross yeah. level. Just well, yeah, because there's probably, no there's no gore and there's no naked people yeah. having sex with dead bodies. <laughs> um, but uh, just a very like, oh, this is a civilian place of a supermarket. And now everyone looks just pissed and like they are possessed, and they're all coming after Jessica Cruz. Um, and uh, oh yeah, so the I guess the thing that they're promising that's like um, uh, Blackest Night. Uh, it's called Red Dawn. Is what um, Atrocitus is basically promising. So keep an eye out for that. Those are the D- other DC titles that I really felt like talking about. Nice. Um, we we talked about Han Solo. That was my other one. Han Solo. And then um, just to let you know that Klaus, written by Mr. Grant Morrison. Um, it's still going strong. That came out this week. It's the sixth issue of seven, so we're coming up on the very last issue. But this issue of this week uh, was very interesting um, in that there uh, we're getting into almost this level of what started out as just Santa Begins and showing him as this like medieval trying to bring uh, happiness to the children has now, in classic what I would assume Grant Morrison would do fashion, um, the evil coal bringer, basically, um, the e- the evil uh, uh, medieval knight, Let's summons see. a demon that looks a lot like Krampus. Yes. Um, so we're going to see Santa and Krampus going at it, um, I think, in the next issue. But it was very interesting to... To see that, and um, before we'd had um, Santa has always had his um, brown beard and his brown hair, and there's something that happens where his his um, white, almost direwolf, basically looks like ghost from uh, Game of Thrones, uh, finds him when he's been tied down to ice out in the uh, on the water, and um, the the hound howls and if you remember we've talked about there are these alien ghosts that are summoned anytime he plays music or smokes peyote from his pipe basically (laughs) um and uh the aliens show up and they're saying we need to make you better and there's a panel um that's going vertically downward shows his heart um basically get small and icy so i don't know what that means in terms of what's happening to him but his character yeah um they there's then there's this again it's grant morrison you have to remember (laughs) this after that they basically kind of ascend down on him and he's seeing all these geometric shapes um and these three stones x p and s seem to be on the stones are being placed uh two at his um like where his uh shoulders are and then one has like a third eye and he's screaming and he just kind of like fades into white you know what this kind of reminds me of what's that those geometric shapes is the ending of um hellboy in that last issue oh yeah when he goes into the house and there's just those three shapes in the distance, well, just floating around saying, like, no, he's the one. Get out of here. Stop. Mm. Maybe there's some symbolism here that we are not familiar with. I think there's always symbolism in comics. Yeah. That it's just but, like... But like a very uh, specific... Choice. Kind of well-known, I assume. Yeah. That, you know, people know what these three things are, but aren't widely known. Yeah. Um... I I think there's plenty of threads that week to week make me feel like I'm purposely seeing imagery like this, yeah, especially in a Grant Morrison book. Yeah, um, so I, I think everything on at least his end was deliberate, and um, so we're going to be coming up on the conclusion there. Um, speaking of conclusions, any concluding thoughts that you have, Mister Aristotle, before we close? Uh, uh. This podcast I've been working on for a while now called with Dave Baker is now out on iTunes. It is called It's Pronounced Zine, spelled Z-I-N-E. It's just a dumb joke, but the word is zine. 
and the podcast is called It's Pronounced Zine. It's hosted by Dave Baker. We put the first three episodes out now, so you can go and listen. Uh, Austin James, who was on last week, is the first episode of this podcast, so check That's that cool. out. Um, I would... I. It makes sense to me that It's Pronounced Zine is, is the name of the podcast that yeah. Dave is hosting. Uh, I think he is a beacon of truth whenever it comes to... What he feels like needs to be known. So that makes perfect sense that that would be the title of the podcast. Well, awesome. Uh, Uh, We'll give a listen there. Anything else? uh, Well, just a side thing that Kanye West has a zine called It's Pronounced Zine. This were like two different things that we like kind of found. Like we called the podcast that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. He has a, that could either help or damage. Like we copied You're writing on Kanye's coattails? I mean, it's not going to hurt us, but it does seem like that now. We came up with the name independent of knowing that. And then found out. Yeah. Okay. Um, when you get sued... <laughs> you can sue us over a zine. You can, you can crash on my couch. We'll see if he... I mean, He's, he's desperate for money. He's going to sue you. <sighs> we'll see. Um, well, great. I will listen for as long <laughs> as it uh, is on the air before it gets shut down. Because uh, Kanye's people will be coming after you. Um, Come at me with those fish dicks. <laughs> uh, other than that, uh, I have nothing else to say other than read comics, play games, and stay classy. Thank you again for tuning in to Melcast 3.0, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for picking us up. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Meltcast. We occasionally tweet some things. And while you're at it, follow at Meltdown Comics. They're awesome, and you can keep up with all of their sales and events. They happen every day. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.